0: It's the True Penny Show, with your host, James True Penny. Hello, and welcome to the True Penny Show. My name is James True Penny, this is my show, and as is our want, we return once again to the wonderful world of Um uh, and two shows, version 8 and version 68, we'll explain the numbering of Glate shows, presently... <laughs> Um, but to join me on this journey is our great correspondent, Mr. Marcus Green of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. How are we doing, sir?
1: Doing good, glad to be back. Happy New Year to the folks of uh True Penny fandom, and uh, yeah, while, while a lot of things in the rest of the world may seem uh, Mr. Chaos right now, we uh return to our regular bleep beat. <laughs> Yeah, I know Christy
0: this week, so we might clock in under three hours. Love you, Christy. You're a wonderful person to work with, but we do talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but we have got two shows to, 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 two shows to work on this week. I'm sure Christy is listening. She was saying to me yesterday that she does live. She does like us talking about Glee, but she doesn't understand it. So. so, <laughs> so Hope you're enjoying this show, Christy, and we will get back to New Japan as she is our now officially our New Japan correspondent sooner nice. rather than later, yes. Up, um, yeah. So, let us see. Now, things are going to be a bit odd because certain things happened and certain things didn't. So here's the things that happened and here's the things that didn't. We're going to look at Glate version 8. Now, the the lesser numbers mean it's a big show, okay, and this was the G-Rumble show, so it was it's traditionally a big show for Gle- Um, uh, We're in, I think, the second or third year of the G-Rumble. That happened on the 21st of January. The next card was on the 25th of generation, January, Black, Gener- Black Generation's International Pure and Negro show, which is not available for public consumption yet. Okay, yet. Big emphasis on the yet. <clears throat> so we're going to ignore that show because it tends to be a bit non-canon as it's just a celebration of Black Generation International. Um, But hopefully it'll be available to us soon at some particular point. The next thing happened, which we are going to look at, happened on the 28th of January. That's the Gleet version 68, which is a house show. Um, More tends to be less championship matchy type Mm -hmm. action and more kind of fun stuff that we tend to kind of like is the bread and butter of Gleet, because obviously they've got to earn a living. (laughs) (laughs) And then this week, in fact, on Thursday, there was a great version 69 show, which we haven't had a chance to watch yet because it only went up yesterday. So we're going to leave that to a second show at some point in the future. And hopefully we'll get to you on the Black Generation International Produce show. Because, whoa, the whole crew came over. <laughs> I think every indie promotion in Mexico had to stop working for this week, didn't they?
2: Yeah, between I guess
1: 8 and AEW, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of um, the story about when um, Chikara did their Joshi Mania tour. They literally closed down eight offices, to- eight Joshi offices in Tokyo, just shut for the weekend because all the wrestlers have gone to America. <laughs> <laughs> so we are at Eddie and Arena Osaka, Japan. Eddie and Arena Two, not the big one that New Japan uses. You probably would guess. However, 553, which is a big old crowd for Osaka and for Gleet, were in to see a double championship match main event. And it opened with Galino Well, it opened with the G-Rex number one contendership Battle Royal. Now, unfortunately, on Cage Match, they have not listed the full participants. But it came down to... <clears throat> it came down to T-Hook, Michiko. Yes, Michiko, Takanora Ito, and Galeno Dalmal. It went for 30 minutes and 25 seconds. Now it was a bit high spot heaven, and it was an awful lot of fun stuff from 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 what's been going forward. But it actually built some stories to the future. And you have to say, woman of the tournament, one of the woman of the match was Michiko, because she eliminated more people than anybody else did, mostly by pinfall. Now, if you've not watched a Japanese battle royal before, Japanese battle royals have eliminations not only by over the top rope, but also by pinfall and submission. And Michiko did an awful lot of pinfalls and over-the-top ropeness, And she had more eliminations than anyone else, I think. Maybe Galino Mal had slightly more. And Galino Mal was a dominating presence throughout the entire uh, um, match. Uh, the reigning champion, Keito Ishida, went out fairly early, though he'd been in the match for quite some time. And um, it opened with uh, Ikimanjiro against... Um, <clears> hell <throat> Lindemann, who um, was a bit annoyed, annoyed with Yuki Manduro, and they have a singles match coming up on uh, the next big show uh, to settle the score, if you see what I mean. So there's quite a lot of things came out of this particular match, including some new faces uh, who we will see later on the card, like Black Andromeda, uh, and some returning faces like El Bendito and Action Jackson. What was your thoughts on this match, Marcus?
1: This was a hell of a thing to watch coming off the rumble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because I'm sitting up there because I, you know, I didn't exactly know the specific rules. I mean, I caught up real quick because obviously, uh, you kind of have to, but I was like, like, they can't be this can't be the exact same rules because they're spending an absorbing amount of time outside the (laughs) ring. Um, so, uh, but yeah, other than that, um, yeah, it was interesting seeing that uh, interaction with Linderman because that particular individual. Um, it was a consistent nuisance throughout the match. um but yeah, it was just a fun time um and and this is kind of like the beginning It's funny we talk about like that, that show that's not available right now is a, is, a, is an old to, uh back generation because you, you really got a sense of uh just the vastness or a taste of the vastness of, of, of the particular uh faction here with everybody coming out. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. And, obviously, the, the, the Lucha Titans, I'm going to dub him. Delino came out there and started clearing houses when it really felt like things started picking up because really didn't have no choice. You're getting tossed out by a giant Lucha resort. um, And then, I our like, girl, meet you uh, go. Sands, obviously, ego is doing her thing, standing alone, coming off of uh, that, that uh bit of a separation off of the last year.
0: Yeah, that was one of my favorite spots when all of the Black Generation guys... Decided to go for Topic on Helos and El Bundisa. Uh, sorry, Flamita was going like, No,
2: <laughs>
0: yes, well, you all get
2: disqualified.
0: Like, what are you <laughs> it's like, and then, then they all got disqualified, and it was like, oh, All right, <laughs>
1: which, yeah. is, which is weird, which is weird because Flamita is usually the guy in the match that, even if everybody else is doing anything, he's focused and kind of like having done his own thing. so him trying to direct traffic was weird to watch.
0: <laughs>
1: Showing his leadership qualities
0: um in in the run up to his big match with Kato Ishida at Black Generation Biodo Negro, so I guess that, clearly they didn't work. you you need a, a real smarmy bastard to lead that group and it has to be K2 Ishida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I> agree, yeah. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, absolute fun, and you kind of have to watch it because it, like most rumble matches, this is meaningless fluff. But there's some very cool spots, and it tells a story in this particular match, and a, specifically a story for Michiko because they're obviously trying to reestablish her as a babyface, and she has a big role to play on these these two cards. Uh, in general, the show opened then with Tetsuya Zuchiki versus Harley Jackson um, in a UWF rules match. went for six minutes and 42 seconds with Azuchki getting a submission victory but it went down to one point each um and this was a really thrilling back and forth match it was perhaps a little bit too pro wrestling style um for some people's taste i would think for purists who are completely purely into uwf it might be a little bit much but uh, this was thrilling this was really good um harley jackson for those of you who don't know, and we haven't really touched on this because we're kind of like just impressed with the guy as he is, but he's had quite the career. He was a trainer at the WWE Performance Center and you know looked after a lot of WWE guys, specifically um, you know, the Australian contingent and the Indian contingent when they did tryouts in India. Um you know, the iconics, he trained them. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. In a wrestling ring. He only left the WWE because he wanted to go back to wrestling. He wasn't he didn't want to train anymore. Um and went and picked up working Gannabray in zero one and obviously then, you know, now in Glate and Ghanabray still. Um and lives in Japan full time and he's awesome. And this was just another example of how great he can be in a different environment. So what did you think of this one, Marcus? Yeah, I don't
1: know. Um... I don't kind of box myself in just being a, a straight up and down. UWF, Purist sure love the matches, obviously. But to me, a match like this, this is another example of the beauty of the concept. Um, Because, we, you know, we've been talking about it for, you know, so he has been picking up a lot of momentum, switching up his style and, and adjusting, maybe adding some more submissions and whatnot as we got here. But, you know, most people got a plan to tell you standing across the ring from Harley Jackson. Like I said, uh, he is going to be a long night. And uh, even though it didn't you know, didn't go ten minutes, it probably felt a lot longer than Tessui, particularly in those opening moments when he was he couldn't come up with nothing. You know, obviously, you know, Hall big, hulking, you don't really want to stand a trade with him and Tessui was finding that out the hard way. So it was really cool to see him kind of fight back, you know, obviously going for submissions and you know, waiting for spots and in and, and season moments, uh, which we was able to do towards the end here. Um, and, and really nailed it. So it was cool to see him pick up another win, see him, you know, use his brain, work smarter, not harder, because uh, that's that's not a game plan against Harley-Jackson. So, uh, But it was also interesting, as we've not necessarily seen a lot of, uh, certainly not in recent memory, these penalties that Taref was like, look, man, I'm not going to tell you again. <laughs> like, like With the head stuff, like, I got these things in my, these ain't pocket squares, they flags, they little flags, so um, but yeah, because I think that was the first time we've seen it come down to one one. Mm. Uh yeah, but that was interesting. So uh but yeah, shout out to Tetsuya he Got out of there with his life and got the win.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, just so much fun to watch this match. You know, Harley Jackson has done shoot fights in the past. He has a um he has got a shoot fight record. I can't remember which promotion he was in now, off the top of my head. So this kind of like shows like the depth of the man. And I was just really impressed. His issue I'm very impressed with always, and I, I loved his work. A nice little ending as well where Jackson did shake hands in the end, rather than his usual shake hands and hit somebody in the face. He did say, "Yeah, I know
1: you did a good job." <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was like, "Why did you?" Why? I was, I was like, I literally like ran back watching it. <laughs>
0: Next up, Axin Jackson, Black Andromeda, El Bendito, and Emperor Azteca of your Black Generation International defeated JD Lee, Jun Tonsho, Kaz and Michiko in 7 minutes and 10 seconds. Um, Michiko got her chops in in this match. She was doing really, really well. We didn't see an awful lot of Jun Tancho and Kazayashi was the usual level of Kazayashi and JD Lee. Obviously, Emperado Azteca, El Bendito, and Action Jackson we have seen before. Um, Azteca has impressed me with the out-improvement he's had over the last few months. And Black Andromeda, um, an Exotico, which we haven't had in Glate before, and I was amazed we haven't so far. Uh, Do you know anything of the Exotico history, Marcus? No, sir. Please enlighten me. Well, so an Exotico is... uh, Traditionally, they kind of... It was the um, Adrian Street um, kind of gold dust, homophobic button pressing back in the early days of Lucha Libre, whereas these days Exoticos tend to be kind of much more figures of LGBTQI liberation, um, because obviously it's a lot more acceptable to be LGBTQI, even in a Catholic country like Mexico, than it was several years ago. And fully enough, most of the mainstream Exoticos in Mexico are straight. A lot of them are married and have kids. Um, Cassandra is probably the most famous of all Exoticos. The, um, there's a film coming about Cassandro coming out later this year, I think. I know it was doing the rounds in the festivals last year, so that would be well worth a watch, the history of um Exoticos and how it basically took a, a negative and kind of a bit of a black mark on lucha libre history and turned it into such a positive But andromeda is kind of a throwback to those early days in, in the sense that he's a heel um working i'm i'm assuming he presents as as a, as a um as a man one should not you know make assumptions about someone's promise but I've, we don't know anything about him he hasn't got a cage match page he hasn't got any pages as far as i could tell i just searched black andromeda and unfortunately got a kitchen top color <laughs> so you know what can you do, um, but yeah, he's very impressive considering his size and his ability. What did you think of him, Marcus?
1: Yeah, real. First off, appreciate uh, that explanation as always. Uh, real quick, would would Pimpin, uh, Pimpinella Escalada be considered an exotica?
0: Yes, she would definitely. She's she's yeah. kind of probably her and Cassandra have kind of been they were the two that kind of changed the face of an Exotico from being a heel to being an accepted babyface position in a company, if you see what I mean. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting that, that it, I did an article for SteelShare Magazine when SteelShare was still going on the website to kind of cover the history of Exoticos, because it's always intrigued me, and it's a bit like Chelsea, I was talking with Chelsea about it one day, who's obviously, you know, um, a great fighter for LGBTQ representation and she was like I don't want to talk about it in one sense because it could be really horrible but it could also be really great <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of them things like I don't want to celebrate things that are awful and now I know more about the history of it, it's not that it, it was awful, it's no longer awful and it's generally considered a positive to a company to have exotic cars on your cards and stuff as from a from the LGBTQI community point of view, if that makes sense.
1: No, you know, obviously, you know, uh, you know, being a champion of, of you know black wrestlers myself, obviously, you know, it's one of those topics talking about the representation factor where you can't. It's almost undercutting um the thing itself if you if you only highlight the the you know the pros and not necessarily uh, talk about the cons because you have to talk about that in order to. Understand the importance of the pros when it comes to stuff like this. So I 100%, yeah. so, you know, get it you know, exactly where she's coming from. So, uh, yeah, what yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say there's a great example of that in British wrestling. In fact, world wrestling, Black Butcher Johnson was the first world champion of African descent. He was the world mid heavyweight champion. But equally, he was called Black Butcher Johnson. <laughs> Instead of just Butcher Johnson, because obviously they wanted to make play of his race as a promotional tool, you know, and that's the kind of thing we're talking about. Hey, here's representation, but he's a bad guy and he's off. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's the kind of thing we're talking about here is like, it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a heel and there's nothing wrong with being specifically a gay presenting heel, even if you're not gay. Um, but it is like, how, the, how you deal with that <laughs> and the fallout of that and what's exploitation and what's not whereas in this case I think because of like there's so much positive representation having one character that's like this considering the balance of Lucha Libre isn't anywhere near as bad as it used to be
1: yeah, so, yeah. And, uh, that, that's so. great, thankful for that as a fan certainly but uh, you know back to your question uh, foundational question it is absolutely obnoxious just how much depth black generation has in terms of talent you, you couldn't have you like i couldn't have you couldn't have paid me to to uh come up with uh the concept of black andromeda is like okay who do you think you'll see next you know coming out of this faction you couldn't have pay me it's like he's like the androgynous jack cartwheel or something like he like he's it's crazy um but yeah i mean that's just another the feather in the cap for the faction, man. Like, you know, obviously we're going to go through both these cars, and, and obviously you have a, a far more broader knowledge base in terms of both past and current, but I don't know if there's too many promotions doing faction warfare as good as, as Glee is right now. Certainly not in terms of uh, just stable quality because, you know, BGI is just, just insane. Uh, but yeah, this is, this was good. And just that, that cohesion coming off of looking at that Battle Royal you know, only, you know, elevated this here and J.D., like you said, June Tonsho didn't really uh, do as much as he probably could have. J.D. leaves uh, you know, obviously trying to, you know, continue to highlight himself. Cass, Ayashi always wants all the smoke all the time. And uh, Michiko is, is is getting her stuff in. So that's a hell of a squad. But, you know, it's just a different level of cohesion over there. You always got to be wary of a faction. And this is talking about Jan's family, too. When, when the colors are coordinated that, that's the kind of uh, that's an indication of just where the chemistry is probably going to be so
0: oh dear absolutely
1: we'll I have to agree Um, next up was a match that
0: didn't appear on the videotape presentation it was 3 minutes and 40 seconds and it's Tetsuya Goto versus Shima I have no idea what happened there Yeah, I am wrong because I went back to check and I'm sure I didn't it wasn't there is it <laughs>
1: You should have seen me oh, between the YouTube and the Gleet website, wondering, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I might have having a DM game to see what I've done. Like, this there like a secret video we didn't know about. No, it
0: no, it's, it's one of those lost matches that we will never see. I, I feel at three minutes and 40 seconds that perhaps, I don't know. I'm. Uh, yeah, it's in Osaka isn't it so yeah I can't I, I, yeah I don't even know when who lives in Osaka to ask him because <laughs> at least I at least I know Michelle Kane who um queen of Tokyo herself lives in Tokyo and went to that black generation show so I can ask her what happened <laughs> you know I want if anyone lives in Osaka and would like to talk to us about what happened in that match please drop us a line at Sherry star at treatment show on Twitter and and all we'll, we'll have a chat but there you go Um, we'll move on then to uh, what can only be described as a tag match uh, between four ornery old bastards Um, these four men were essentially the backbone of the New Japan Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Division for about five years and all of them are former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champions uh, Tag Team Champions Koji Kanemoto and Minoru Tanaka together were uh, the uh, the fifth IWGP junior heavyweight tag team champions. Kendo Kishin was the second uh, IWGP tag team champion, and Tatsuhita Takawa lost to the titles to junior stars. So this was a reunion of a classic tag team of 25 years ago in Koji Kanemoto and Minoru Tanaka. Kendo Kishin and Tetsuhite Takawa were um, Great workers in the day. Kashin was one of the stars of the division. Unfortunately, these days his gimmick is he's a bit rubbish and unreliable, <laughs> which he proved to be in this match. Um, he, yeah, he, he's, he, yeah, he should, that's kind of his deal, uh, which kind of interrupted and kind of like the classic reunion element of this match because you didn't get kind of like the four guys going at it the way they could. But takiawa was quite willing to mix it up and kanamoto and tanaka do not lose a step koji kanamoto formerly tiger mask three uh, back in the day who never was very much in the master wato kind of position of you are the star of the company and we're going to give you everything we're going to give you the tiger mask gimmick and we're going to push you to the moon and understandably like most times that happens it doesn't work because he wasn't ready for it when he demasked and became koji kanamoto the whole world changed and he became one of the greatest junior heavyweights in the world at the time. And amazingly, he's still going. I can watch, I remember watching Koji Kanamoto. It, it was that period of New Japan Pro Wrestling where the junior division was at its absolute hottest. You had Jushin Liger, El Samurai, Koji Kanemoto, uh Sinji Otani, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Black Cat, Tony Sinclair... And a couple of others as well. Arguably, you know, the best junior heavyweight division ever. And they were putting in bangers night after night after night. And yeah, and he was of that era. Not only was he of that era, he was a superstar of that era, which will tell you how great he is. So this match maybe wasn't as great as it could have been, but it was still an absolute trip down memory line, which I loved. And I hope I see more of Koji Kanemoto and Tanaka because they're still pulling double-team maneuvers out in their early 50s that they were doing in their early 20s. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how that develops. Your thoughts, Marcus?
1: Yeah, obviously. Uh, again, I always appreciate the the, the history because, you know, coming off what you said, first it did, for me, it was like this was a, a great little, like you said, four honorary old men. <laughs> that that very much still want to mix it up uh type match that i enjoy but specifically i think my biggest takeaway here is just just how much of a foundational um all-purpose guy that minoru is mm-hmm. because you know across these cards um, uh, you know and what we talked about before you really can put him in any situation and you know he'll spearhead a be the, you know, if he's not the one getting the pin, he'll be the reason why he's getting the pin. And he he really just works well with a lot of people, even if it's even if the chemistry are all he'll do enough by himself to make it look like it's working better than what it is. And uh, yeah, he's just he he's just a stable, you know, somebody you can uh, he's a just a stud. So, uh, but this was fun. This was fun. They could they could run this back in, in a number of combinations. They want to do a. Four way or what have you. This was this was good.
0: This was absolutely yeah. fantastic. Um, I have talked a lot on previous podcasts about how I think Minoru Tanaka is kind of the blueprint for Kosei Fujita going forward in the Mind O'Neal, in the sense of a guy who can do everything. He can wrestle mat style. He can wrestle shoot style. He can do lucha. He can do comedy. He can do straight ahead wrestling. Badass. Top to bot, and that's what Kosu Fujita needs to be, because that's what Kosu Fujita is. You know, he's becoming this guy. But when he tags with Robbie Eagles, he's a bit more aerially minded. Wrestles a bit more like a junior heavyweight. When he wrestles with dope O'Neal, he builds up to be the big guy. Really, he's you know he kind of tries to punch above his weight. And when he wrestles with Zack Saber Jr., sweet sweet science, as good as it gets. And Tanaka's is that guy twenty years ago. And that's really where I see Koza Fujita going. You know, he's got all the tools that Tanaka has. And he is special, as Minoru Tanaka is the special one. I think we have found a generation later the guy that can really kind of push that mantle. And I kind of, I, I think, unlike Kanamoto was 25 years ago, I think Fujita has all the tools and the personality to really carry that. So if they want to do something special with him, in the next year or so i think he would be the guy who can carry it because he wants to and that's an important thing and i'm sorry to talk about new japan on a great review but i think you know tanaka was one of those guys who wanted to so was kenamoto but he had to figure out a way of wanting to you know and i think that's that's the that's the thing about pro wrestling you know we we love pro wrestling of all types and eddie kingston's another guy you know, guy Eddie guy Eddie was always the guy who wanted to. And now he can.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, so that's that's but that's probably one of the greatest elements. And you you know you one of the best to the tell it in and um you know, basically archiving with these shows is talking about they like just the evolution of so many of the guys in, in New Japan. It's not about the it's a different story over here in America. A lot of times it's just uh the guys Stories are just so harbored around feuds, and it's you know, you talk about that a lot with these new Japan guys as well. But a lot of it is just where they were at the time, whether it was skill set or mindset to where they are now. Like, perfect example, like the story of Naito, mm. um, yeah. where he,
2: you
1: know, he was, where he was, to, you know, uh, where he is now, and how that you know, how certain moments evolved him, you know, and what we get now being a leader of uh, you know, LIJ, like stuff like that really just hits and, and kind of. It's really like the foundation of, uh, you know, the, the Japanese wrestling to me, and then you know, just overall characters and, and stars that we see. So, you know, stuff like that is really important because even if it's a different promotion, it's, there's so many uh, imprints and blueprints that that that's really just cross uh, across across, you know, promotions that you just you really can't ignore because you know, so many of these guys not only influence what they work with. Like I had no idea about harley jackson working you know on the performance and whatnot but it makes a lot of sense he kind of you know in size and stature and probably mentality kind of reminds you of uh i'm, I'm blanking on his name albert uh, yeah in that regard. yeah you know so um yeah, they, yeah one way or another it always all connects which is why the, you know which is what I want to think a lot of times, you know, Americanized fans just kind of want to ignore because they, you know, they kind of just want to cherry pick things that allow them to uh, talk about the narratives that they want to. But that's, you know, it's bringing all this stuff together that really makes this stuff, you know, uh, the art form that it is.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Right. Let's just move on. Uh SBK and Takuma going up against somewhat and used Sasumi, arguably the two hottest tag teams in Glate at the moment. Thirty minutes and forty seconds, and just as good as you thought it could be. Um SBK and Takuma since they've come into Glate have been had the hot hand. Uh they lost their first match, but ever since then they've looked unstoppable and not being funny. an awful lot of girls screaming for SBK in that crowd, and that's never gonna do you any harm. Uh, <laughs> Wait, a real quick. Did you skip the six-man? Oh, I did skip the six-man. I apologize. It's because I moved things down. I do apologize. Let's just move back to the six-man. <laughs> well, let's go back. Yeah. L. Enderman and T. Hawk on with Taki Yamayura. Uh, I'm going to get his name right because he's wrestling an awful lot more. Obviously, I think he's just come out of retirement. Defeat feed Jan's family. You see on its sky, Takenari Ito and Yosuke Kitama. 10 minutes and 50 seconds. And Yamamura, for a guy who's had five years off, with a career-ending injury, that ring Rost is gone. <laughs> he's good. Like, as good as his reputation said it was. You know, we read lots of stuff about him, and neither me or you have a massive Dragon Gate fan. So obviously, we haven't seen him wrestle. And then we watched that first match he had with Ishida, and it's like, whoa, you are really good. And then you watch this match, and he's in exactly the right place at exactly the right time. Because there is a science to these sign of Six-Man Tag Team japanese lucha style matches that you know but all six of these guys are superb at but you you get this wrong and it it goes very wrong very quickly um but yeah this was just absolute blast uh top to bottom i just loved it and you know it was kind of like highlighting Yamamura on his comeback and uh, yeah can't say anything wrong against it marcus what's your thoughts
1: yeah, this is i talk about the brilliance of the, the, the just the consistent cohesion of these factions across the elite roster. It's showcasing six mans like this and really put to the test when you bring somebody who's not specifically a uh, foundational piece of said factions in. It's like a third or second. And like you said, I'm a more I just came up, showed up, and, and, and blended in seamlessly. And I think ultimately to hear this match felt like somebody asking me like to pick your favorite kid or something because I was the strong is, you know, I uh, feel like the uh, almost like, I guess like, you know, when, when chaos turned face Yeah um, Yeah, yeah the chaos of the, of cool. and then obviously Yon's family, you know, we've been singing their praises for months now, it's, you know, they've been the best thing, smoking in a lot of ways in terms of growth on the roster and consistently, most notably the MVP being Yusuke Kodama I think had a great moment in his match where he went from like crowd control to like demon face um, which I thought was really great, um, but yeah, I mean, this, this is one of them situations where Strong just had the the, the more battle tested guys. You got two guys who were, you know, Linderman and T Hawk, that are uh, former G Rex champion, like you said, Takahiro, has something to prove, and he definitely proved it. So, you know, this is not a a, a loss that Yan Spanish should, you know, uh, be disappointed in, because you know, any team, you know, featuring Linderman is is going to be, you know, a problem. But yeah. Um, I could either see them running this back and potentially just going another way, but uh, yeah, this was this was just quality stuff. You know, you can't really go wrong on either side. If you would have picked honest family, you probably would have been right coming off all their momentum, but you know, you can never count out strong hearts.
0: Absolutely. So let us move on. To the tag team match I alluded to earlier it's SBK and Takuma going against Sumato Watanabe and you, Mr. Sumi. as I said two of the hottest tag teams in the division at the moment SBK and Takuma have an awful lot of momentum and are a good-wrenchingly good tag team like I ain't seen anyone this good since like the Young Bucks doing double teams and coming up with new stuff and SBK's Dragon Ryan is just so brutal and they're just compelling people and like I said awful lot of girls in the audience screaming for SBK. No let's be honest grown women in the audience screaming for SBK Yeah
1: this... I was just, just to say, Are these <laughs> the two guys we talked about a couple of shows back? Yeah Oh yeah Yeah these guys will, Yeah yeah, they're the, yeah. they were the ones
0: that lost to um, Linderman and uh, Hayato on their debut <laughs> when Bulk Orchestra and Strong Art said right we're not having this happen again <laughs> <laughs> Let's sort this out, lads. Can't, we can't keep going on like this. <laughs> um, but since then, they've been absolute superstars. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcus?
1: Yeah, look, they come in matches as the underdogs and leave as the big dogs. Mm. And they did it across both of these shows. Like when you think it's like, okay, look, you got Watanabe and obviously Yuya Watanabe has been is another one of our favorites, you know, uh showing and consistently growing and, and you know, one of the best of those younger guys that's, you know, got a lot of uh success coming his way, particularly with gold in his future. Um, and then obviously obviously you showed up and, and we didn't work with these but SBK and Takuma, man, these guys are just different. It's the best way we could describe it. You know, um you say before a match, but you know these guys are worth tenner wise just some two you just got to watch like it's just if I think this closed out with like a six thirty
2: yeah. Um,
1: yeah which obviously you know we're in a different time in wrestling now where it seems like you know the level of athleticism across the entertainment industry and in general with sports certainly is at a different gear, but these guys are definitely i think you know leaders right now in that that particular Fashion, like you said, the the adoration from the crowd, the chemistry—you know, the 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 tandem moves. It's uh, yeah, like we talked about before. They got to lock these down guys down and keep them consistent. And probably, if it was up to me and you, they probably already be the champions, the tag champions of the brand. But you know, (laughs) narratives. I think
0: the thing is as well, it just takes so much absolute belief in yourself to say, hey, we're working for Dragon Cape, the third biggest wrestling company in Japan. We have a sweet gig. The fans love us. We're going off and coming back off from excursion and they actually, you know, they scream for us when we leave and they're sad to see us go and, you know, when we come back, we're absolute gods. And then go, you know what, though? We could probably do something better somewhere else. When you've only just finished your excursion, and you decide to stay in Mexico because you think you're going to make a better living. That's 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 something special. Uh, there's only one tag team I know who've done that in the last forty years and made it work for themselves because they bet on themselves over everybody else, and that was Jado and Gado. You know, and they did pretty well for themselves. You know, the world class tag team, lead Booker of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, it's it's. Um, I'm not saying they're going to have that kind of career, but if you've got that kind of level of belief in yourself, to say my Dragon Gate contract, I really don't need it. You, you are good, <laughs> <laughs> just just that good, and you know you're that good, and you know your worth,
1: and you will do all right. Absolutely. Anywho, yeah. hey, sorry. It speaks to the it speaks to the hunger. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but um, it just speaks to the hunger too, because you know this is a. A very interesting business, like you said. I got you know kicked off the show saying it's a lot of chaos. Um, well, it seems like a lot of chaos going on in the business right now. We're seeing a lot of different names, um, in other places where we thought they wouldn't be, uh, and, and vice versa. And uh yeah, it's it's just a weird interesting business and and skill set to take up when you really don't have any type of projection for like consistency in terms of. Uh, real job security sometimes mm. um mm. so the fact that they had you know a, a comfortable cushion and like look you know like you said bet on themselves and like it's time to go and elevate this and take this to the next level and bet on ourselves that's that's the type of mentality you got to have and that you know they showcase that in their work and obviously you want these guys to be around i think they you know hone this out in such a way where you know, it's as exciting as it is effective, which we don't always see. Sometimes these guys will run themselves into the ground unnecessarily doing stuff they don't need to be doing. But these two aren't examples of that. So, yeah, um, Glee Bookers, if you're listening, which we hope you're consistently doing, you know, you definitely want to spotlight these guys, you know, because they are definitely two of the best. You know, obviously I said Glee feel like they're leading the way in terms of these factions. But this is this duo. Is is certainly one of the best across, you know, anywhere right now.
0: Absolutely. So let us move on. Six man tag team action. Flamita, Keito Ishida, Kitoro Suzuki, or Plat Generation International. Defeated Czech Shimitami, kazuma Sakamoto, and Quiet Storm, eleven minutes and eleven seconds of small lads going up against big wrestlers and taking out the win. Um and again, this is just fun, just kind of good, just good storytelling, good booking. It's kind of a bit filler because you've got some serious stuff coming up next, and you've just had one serious match. Boy, it don't get much better than Bulk Orchestra in BGI, does it? I just not a lot to say about the match, just because everyone's great. <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of those things. Like, go watch it because it's, it's going to be cool. You strap yourself in, unplug brain, enjoy a wrestling match. This is it. This is as good as it gets. Just nothing
1: particularly stands out, just super smooth pro wrestling. And a bumming sight. Um nope. Yeah, it's just like everything you said and, and and the reason why, like um, it's always interesting seeing like how sometimes I i latch on the guys quick, uh, for whatever final reason. I think, you know, just everything that just kind of stood out to me about Flamita. Um, and across these two calls, I'm like. Like he could get he could get taken out and and take a break and then come back and he could look, you know, like a, a smaller heavier guy and then you see him move and it's like oh no this guy's different. Oh it felt like that just about the mm. stuff that he do because this guy's mm-hmm. like a one man show, uh, which is interesting seeing him be a part of this 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 grand faction that's only growing, uh, as it continues. But for me the, he's got different gear like he's pulling off like this crucifix. 10 death lock that he got (laughs) that that is just weird but i'm like yo like the minute i saw it i'm like tap tap now tap tap now like i don't i don't know like if there's another version of it that's been done i'm pretty sure zach did it (laughs) some form of it while he was you know in the the midst of getting the win but yeah for me the definition of dangerous and yeah i think he pulled out the win here and we're gonna get we're gonna end up be saying that again when we talk about the next call but yeah um this is a win across the board the people that win the most here are the fans between these two groups and uh obviously these these guys are gonna be going back and forth you know throughout the rest of the year and it's just gonna be fun to see but um yeah black generation is just different like you said it come off like bulk got all the show with the muscle and then it come off like black got all the go. With the with the you know the pit bull type mentality, but both teams gotta go. It's just kind of, you know, who can best them and want them more. And it's not oftentimes, like I said, that you see someone like out strategize and like bully beat up on bulk. But there was like a different gear. And obviously, like you said, Cato leading the way it's just it's dangerous. It's a hard form to break. And if, you know, bulk can't do it, it's not many that can.
0: No, absolutely not. And I think as well when you, I think you say like you're saying that Flamita submission as well. We don't see the big draw for Lucha Libre to Western fans is the flying, and you don't say so much of that submission wrestling that and Flamita's managed to blend that into his style. Obviously, you're going to watch Flamita the flips and the, and the and the, the speed and those things because that's what he's good at. But the fact that he's poor in this submission element that you don't really see, you do see it from Kazuchika Kata and, and Tesi NATO, they use submission type, um, Lucha style submissions because they've spent a lot of time in Mexico and have adapted it into their kind of like strong style approach. Whereas Tlumita's kind of using it in the in taking it directly from Lucha. But there's loads of really cool submission stuff in 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 the in the Lucha style that you really don't see because like, you know, you go with what the audience wants. And sometimes you have to tell the audience what they want. <laughs> and this is what the audience actually wants. So yeah, it's it was actually cool to see him set so, sort of a singles match with Quiet Storm, which is on the next card. So absolute fun match. Next up, the summer main event, Sato rulers, John Sato and Ray Sato, defending the G-Rex championship and taking their newly won um All Japan World Tag Team Championships to the ring with them. Um which they won oh quite some time ago actually i don't i going to say won, <laughs> they won 118 days ago they just very rarely bring them with them to the uh, title defenses in Kuwait. i guess they they must have been wrestling in all japan the previous date or something and they happened to have them on them. um but they went up against diamond Sh- Domenjo so and reichi of ball orchestra kind of a put together team but this may be the best tag team match of their reign now i know that's a slow bar <laughs> And they're still not my favorites by a long stretch of the imagination. But the Sato brothers are kind of growing on me. When they've got the right guys, they can go. And this was the right team to go against. I still don't think they're going to have an epic reign of five-star classics. Don't get me wrong. But Kawakami and So really knew how to push the right buttons and press their advantage. Full-court press wrestling for most of this 90 minutes. But the Sato brothers pulled it out in the end, and that was a cool story to tell. And it was something different from the Sato brothers, um, whom I'm not the biggest fans of, but they're growing on me a little bit. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcus?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm I hate to say it, but I'm kind of right to which it, which is interesting. Like it, it kind of reminds me of what we talked about. Um, coming off of the t reign and almost kind of comparing him to Linderman out the gate. Like, Linderman felt like the guy that was great to watch because obviously, you know, he's an absolute stud, but it was cool to watch him as the champion in the way that he pushed his opponents. And we talked about, like, how it was going to be interesting seeing what type of champion t was going to uh, be, and I think at the end of it, looking at it in hindsight, like, the best part of his reign was seeing how his opponents pushed him. Mm. Um, how that mm. changed him, and I feel like that's the same with these Sato brothers like the, the, the matches we've praised the most the times that we've given them praise uh, consistently have been when they've had opponents that have pushed them to the brink where it, it wasn't just like, oh, we're two big towering trees that won't fall over. And even when we go down, we don't go down. Really, you know, they, they, they've had to get kind of on their toes and, and be very cognizant of breaking up pins and being in certain spaces at certain times and coming up with, you know, different maneuvers and, and mm-hmm. things to kind of overcome some of these growing challenges, which is great because, you know, I think uh, as fans will know, me and, me and you asked for the same thing from Santa last year, didn't get it. <laughs> Hopefully we get it this year and, and you know, somebody being able to solve the Sato problem. Um, but yeah, this was a this was a great outing, which I would expect nothing less, you know, um, coming off of something with, you know, Borco Kester, which, you know, Kawakama certainly had his own ups and downs as you as you've documented. But uh this was good. This was fun. And uh like you said, uh not the biggest fan of Sato Brothers, but they they are finding their groove when, you know, uh they, they kind of put through the ring with their opponent. So we'll see, you know, who steps up to the plate and that. Well, I think we got an idea, uh, which is gonna be fun. But uh yeah, sato Brothers, man, not uh certainly not where they were when we first started this whole thing.
0: Yeah I, think that's, yeah, I think that's the thing, is like, um, I mean, we don't watch All Japan, so we don't know everything they're doing. And they, for all we know, they could be doing five star bangers in All Japan <laughs> for like the last year and a half, and we just didn't realize, because we didn't. <laughs> but I don't think they have. <laughs> However, now we're starting to see them having to work, and yeah, I think they probably kind of like were too big to bump. In, in the early days of this title reign, and now they're kind of like going with it a lot more. I think that's really important, so that's good. And then we have the first championship defense of Hayao to of the G-Rex Championship, as is tradition on G-Rex Rumble Day. The winner of the G-Rumble gets to take on the G-Rex Champion. That was Galino Dalmal, a member of Bulk Orchestra, going up against Hayato to a member of Bulk Orchestra. Uh, Kawakami Sakum- Kazuma Sakamoto and Chek Shimitani were seconding their uh, partners because they do regularly tag team with each other. Um, and it was a very gentlemanly affair, perhaps a little too gentlemanly from Galen Del Mal's point of view, who could perhaps have been a bit more of a killer about this. But when you got a good thing going, I guess 18 minutes and 21 seconds, and this kind of sets Tamura's standard. This was fantastic, you know, uh, as we we both said, we love Galeno Del just because he's so good at everything that a luchador has to do, even a smaller luchador has to do, but this was the first kind of really good chance we had to see him stretch his legs in a very long time, and you know, there was that big wrestling championship that he defended on the show a while back where he was in the semi-main event, And but this is an 18-minute, 21-second main event-level championship match on a big card, and he more than held his own, and this was good. This was really good, and sets tomorrow's. Championship reign alike to start with. This is start off hot and see where you go. So, this was great. I uh,
1: loved it. Absolutely loved it. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcus? Yeah, the, the quote one, Big E, two big meaty men slapping me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's, it's, uh, it was great. It was highly anticipated coming out of the gate uh, looking at that rumble, that um, battle royale, uh, I should say. And uh, yeah, it delivered. Um. This was was uh, This is a uh, tomorrow's first challenge out the gate. Correct, first defense.
0: Yeah, first defense. Yeah. Hell of
1: a hell of a uh, hell of a challenger coming out the gate. This is what you you know, you know. Also, we've seen his climb and, and hell a hell of a match with T Hawk. Um, but it he very felt very much felt dominant towards the the, the stretch of of that match on which he won. And here, you know, this this was a a mountain coming at him. Um. Obviously, you know, to your point, it it did feel like Galeno could have turned it up, because um, it did feel like it's moments in the match where he either could have been more aggressive at going for the pin. Um, at certain moments, he may have hesitated, or, or he wanted to do something else, but instead stopped and then just went for the pin. I think certain elements like that could have cost him. Like you say, this was a more gentle affair, as you would, you know, you, this is kind of in-house thing which we've seen over the, the last stretch of months and a year and a half with the Boca Orchestra very much competing, uh, very much with each other, but also against each other, but maintaining that level of camaraderie, which is not always easy. So, um, yeah, this was, a, you know, like I said, it was just felt like a kaiju fight at times. And, you know, very much more, tomorrow, tomorrow I had to turn it up uh, towards the end. He very much did that. Um, I think he closed it out because it finishes the clothesline, right? Yeah. Out yeah. That. Uh which is interesting because I think I, I was on Twitter recently and somebody asked, I think it was Joe, some more Joe, what was the difference between a clothesline and a Larry? And I think uh definitely get your take on this. He was like, clothesline is something you run into, a Larry is something that runs into you.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, or something so uh, yeah. Uh, he definitely has a hell of a lariat, and uh, a guy that that big hitting the ropes like that, that fast, somebody even like as big as uh, Galino uh, go fall. But yeah, certainly not nothing to take away from Galino. Like you said, the word to use with him is dynamic, because mm. that's just you know that's just how good he is. But yeah, like I said, great defense out the gate for tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to him collecting the medals.
0: Absolutely, there there is um. Uh, the Lariat story from Michael P.S. Hayes not that we, not at the moment that we're celebrating old white guys who worked in the WWE front office one should not do that obviously but he did tell this other story about Stan Hansen the inventor of the Lariat the term Lariat, Stan the Lariat Hansen and he said that it was quite a remarkable thing to take Lariat because you're running hell for leather and you look across the ring and there's Stan who's legally blind with his forearm out running as hard as he can towards you. <laughs> <laughs> and you are hoping he hits you in the chest.
1: Which is scary, because you know if he's halfway blind, if he hits something, he has to hit it hard because he can't guarantee oh, no. they like can Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's it. You wanna know why
0: those old old Japan guys like Misawa and and um uh uh Kanemaru and all those guys had really thick necks It's for that reason because those Clara's lines and Laura's lariats and then trying to take a back bump when you're being hit by a guy who's three hundred pounds coming straight at you. you need a neck a uh, proper neck you know i've seen, I saw um Kabashi I, I saw a video of Kenta Kabashi's training sessions once, and he essentially got his one of his training partners he laid on his side by in the ring, right, and then one of his training partners would kick his shoes off and literally stand on his head whilst he was laid on his side, holding the top rope, and then and then Kibashi would do neck lifts with a fully grown 250-pound man stood on his head, just lifting his neck up to either side like that, which is scary, but there you go. Also you have not lived until you've seen Kenta um Chopping the in the old Noah Dojo, it's no longer there now. But in the old Noah Dojo, they had some boards that were set in concrete in the gym, and that's how he got those chops to be so crisp. Was he would just hit that leather pad on that board, which would not move, <laughs> over and over and over again. Jesus, there you go. They were a different breed, those gentlemen. Anyway, Black Generation. Well, yeah, we are moving over to a second show today, which is on thirty-first of January. This was on Wednesday. And and Nagayo Diamond Hall in Nageo Aichi Prefecture in Japan, 375 people in attendance, which was a pretty good crowd. We, I, these crowds are building out. They're not nothing like, you know, 2,000 each time, but these are nothing to be sniffed at when we looked at the attendance last year and the attendance this year. It's really impressive. Just saying. Anyway, Black Generation International, Black Andromeda, Emperor Azteca, and Katora Suzuki defeated Michiko, Samu Watanabe, and Yu Susumi, 9 minutes and 57 seconds. Michiko unfortunately was on the, the kind of receiving end, but you do realize she's actually bigger than most of the male roster in Glate. After this match, she's bigger than Samu Watanabe and bigger than Yu Susumi.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because you don't really get a a good a good picture because like coming straight on she looks regular <laughs> <laughs> that's where i can say it and then you get in the match and then the pan the, the camera kind of zoom in as she's standing over somebody like oh no she's like kind of hulking over <laughs> some of these guys <laughs> um and, and that also got to the, the, uh do with how she she's stacked as well like she's not no like she got muscle. so yeah that's a, it's it's disarming when you kind of you figure it out as, you, as you're as you watching it. it. It's weird how that that uh, that kind of distortion happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, like Katero Suzuki is five foot, or is he? He's five foot seven and one hundred and eighty nine pounds, and she's bigger than he is. Now she hasn't got the muscle mass he has, but she's physically the size. Much, she's a physically size bigger than he is, so she probably doesn't quite weigh as much. What does she weigh? This is the announced weight. Obviously, she weighs. She's five foot six and one hundred and forty-three pounds. So she's only an inch shorter than Katura Suzuki, and she was wrestling Kotori Suzuki like a junior heavyweight. That Kotori Suzuki is. But there you go. Here's an interesting fact. I did not realize this. Hartley Jackson managed to get down to ninety-nine kilos for a junior heavyweight tournament once. There you go. So <laughs> you lay that out there for you.
1: <laughs> now that's a wrestling night. Was they just count his like his feet. <laughs> that, that was the he was
0: 99.9 kilos for junior heavyweight tournament because obviously in the, the junior heavyweight limit
1: is 100 kilos. So, yes, just, there you go. Look at back, shoulders, and chest. I'm like, yo, that's <laughs> that's, that's commitment. Because if you look at him now, I'm like, no, ain't no, ain't no way. But like, man, when you got a goal, and you stay on it. I guess so. Indeed, definitely. But anywho, yes, this was a fun match, and it ended with Black
0: Andromeda getting uh, a pinfall over Michiko in this particular match, using that very impressive split leg moonsault. I do like that. I have no idea who's taught him, because I can't find anything out about him, but he's very good. I like him a lot. I think he's going to be
1: excellent. I'm kind of a bit annoyed that Michiko took the pin, though. (laughs) I mean, look, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I'm like, run... A one-on-one between the two of them, UWF or just regular singles—it don't matter. I don't care. Like it's a lot of times we will watch these multi-man matches, and it just be like two people in particular going at it, and everybody else is just there. Like obviously it's a group match, but everybody else is just there, and I felt like that with with her and and, and Andromeda, who is it feels like a revelation every time we see him. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah, that 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 guy's good. He's good they're just good so um yeah but i could definitely see uh andromeda and, and michigo you know doing doing the singles and, and doing some really good stuff which i actually would like to see because i think it's easy to just kind of see glimpses uh of what they're capable of in these tag matches well i could just say we, we're getting galeno got to stretch his legs in that, in that g-rex match now i'd like to see and trying to stretch his legs and more of a single. So hopefully they go in that direction. But yeah, uh, amazing split leg rooms so, with theatrics Absolutely.
0: Um, like we said, this was a lot of single matches that came out of the previous card. This Anit Saka went up against John Tunsho, and Anit Saka took the win over Tunsho nine minutes and forty eight seconds. Where I would have said six months ago that wouldn't have happened. I would have thought Tonshow would have taken the champ, taken the win. So that moves on its cycle up a little bit in the estimation of the fans, but an absolutely thrilling little singles match between two of the best workers in the company. Again, one of those things where you just kind of got to watch it. Nothing particularly outstanding, just exceptionally good work from both of them. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcus?
1: Don't ask. Like again, don't ask me to pick my favorite kid. I don't have a favorite kid. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have a favorite kid. I love them all the same. Um, Yeah, that was like, look, look I just, you know, Love watching Tom. So you know he's been, again been expanding his, you know, horizons, both in move, move set, and attitude. You know, across you know multi man matches, singles, the UWF of it all. He's been, he's been honing himself in a lot of different ways. And he says just been you know growing in a different ways at, at Yan's family. And I think that's probably the key component. Because like you said, to your point, a year ago this is when have went this way. Uh, probably would have been last time, more decisive uh for tancho getting a win. But you know he's grown and elevated. And look, you you standing there next to Ito and 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 uh Kadama is, is is hitting a different gear. You got to step up to the plate, particularly when you're one of the younger guys on the roster. Um that's just kind of full of these young hungry cats. You got to step up. So this was a uh, good. Anytime these guys mix it up is good, but hopefully they can run this back and maybe we can get a I don't know an unintentional best of series that that we're just <laughs> keeping track of. Yeah, for sure, this would be so much fun to
0: have like a best of seven or something like that, just to see where they could go. Okay, then. Oh, next up, local man ruins everything. Toku Norito with Tomiyaka Honma. Why? Why? Who apparently is now a full time member of Fian's family? Why? Um. <sighs> Go against JD, lean Tetsu, Suzuki. Eleven minutes and eleven seconds. It was it was perfectly fine, considering the fact it involved Tamio yeah. Kihonma.
1: Oh man! Let me no disrespect, Kihonma, but this is why they tell you not to feed the cat. <laughs> um, don't feed the cat, man! They they don't they don't understand. Like that was a one-time thing. They don't get it. Um. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's just like—I mean, I, I mean—I have every disrespect for Homer. Don't panic. <laughs>
1: but yes, but yes. Just, you know, because I get it. He has a place, and he does his thing. It's a very specific thing that he does, and he does it consistently. Oh, <laughs> uh, annoyingly so. But mm. I just kept going over in my head, like, you know what? I trust Ito. This could have been a handicap match. <laughs> it's just going to be ragged like like it's just it's one of those things where like you, you try cuz he did some different stuff in this match and, and obviously you know like i said Ito you know with hope would make somebody step up uh kick into a different gear um i've I've had to you know come to that realization about um uh Toguchi, not Taguchi. um why am i blanking on his name singer in new japan with the mic Oh, tai Chi. Tai Chi, thank you. I've had yeah. to come to that realization. Like He'd step up to the plate when the, when the competition called for it. Uh, most of my chagrin, but also delight at, at times, depending <laughs> on the match. But yeah, that's not Harlem's narrative. <laughs> 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 that's, that's not a part of his ministry at all. He's going to keep that consistency and slow down what could be a, a, a hell of an outing and just, you know, like I said, th- thankfully, Ito's there to kind of close things out. But yeah, it's uh, Han's family, man. They just they don't they don't got no problem taking in industry strain trying to build. I just don't think I just don't think you're gonna get a, a a Kadama type of realization out of Hanma. He's honed himself in a way that's very specific. You
0: know. I, what made me smile today? There was there were two pictures that stood out to me today. Or this weekend from Japanese wrestling, from personal accounts. One was Tai Chi's account. And it was Sonada, Tai Chi, and Uemura had to catch a train somewhere and they looked miserable. <laughs> they were just like, what are we doing on public transport? <laughs> it's, it's one of those pictures of like this the horror of it. And the other, mm. the other the other picture is was Mao from DDT. It was on Minoru Suzuki's um Instagram page. He's on tour in France at the moment with Kushida and Mao from DDT. And Yoshihiko, the doll from DDT, as well. And there was a picture of Suzuki, Kishido, and Mao in front of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> and another picture of Yoshihiko with his legs crossed, reading a paper on the French Underground. And it's like, ah, oh, the differences in the world were uh, the wrestling experience. It was just like, that was so cool. But Minoru Suzuki, you've got to follow him on Instagram because he's such a laugh. He's just so cool. It's a lot of socks in his in his clothes shop, but okay. But when he when he goes on tour and he does cool stuff, it's it's really uh, um, a joy to follow. And as is, as his Tai Chi's uh, Twitter account, because it's him just generally being annoyed at things. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, then let us move on quickly. <laughs> Leave well alone. Bull Orchestra went up against uh, your, your Black Generation International. Delino you only know and Quiet Storm? Went up against Action Jackson and Hartley Jackson. The Jacksons, if you will. I'm sorry, I can't by that joke alone. The Jackson 2. No? Yeah, no? no. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, A Quiet Storm uh, quite clearly wanted to wrestle Hartley Jackson because he kept going Jackson at the beginning of the match, which made me feel slightly startled. I hope both of them listen to this, by the way, because like they both uh, retweet it when I stick it out on Twitter, which is very nice of them, and we appreciate it greatly. They're both lovely people. We thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, Hartley, quiet action, Galeno. Dal Mal, your thoughts, Marcus? Because this was a blast.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I never tired of seeing a quiet storm. He's just, you know. Just something something somebody to watch. Um Yeah, love this combination. And again, you can't, you know, really go wrong with these four guys, you know, actions doing this thing. Uh, but you know, like I said, it's one of the, another one of those situations where it's like if four men involved, but you're honing in kind of specifically on Too Quiet. Very much wanted all the smoke with Jackson. Um and they could uh run that as a singles on uh, on an upcoming show. <laughs> Cause you know, as we've seen in, in shows previously, which was very weird. We've seen Harley very much be very capable of not just hosting it but coming out with a, a awkward yet effective pinning combination <laughs> that could potentially uh very much surprise somebody like Wyatt Storm in a one on one affair. And we know Book Orchestra have to get they have to get their wins back. So that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, this was a fun eight minute uh eight minute affair between these uh these four men.
0: All finishes should be awkward but effective. I know the one you mean It's like the O'Connor roll. isn't a roll; it's just more like an O'Connor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no roll involved. It's more of like an O'Connor sit. Yes, that was really great. But yes, that was, it, it was great that much. Next up, Flamita versus Chexi 12 minutes and 35 seconds. Oh, lordy. These boys turned things up. This was absolutely insane. Wonderful piece of wrestling. Got to the end of the match and Flamita offered his hand to Shimitani. And someone in the audience just shout out, Don't trust him. <laughs> it was like, but he did. And uh, it was worthwhile. It was it was just so good. Twelve minutes 35 12 seconds. seconds. Just
1: blistering pace. Yeah, that's, that's just so brilliant. good. Yeah, and, and this is like a cherry on top that you just alluded to. Talking about the growth, uh, the consistency and growth in the audience and the attendance and whatnot. Uh, but also with that that audience, they're becoming more vocal throughout the matches. Mm. And it's like adding commentary I didn't know I needed or wanted, Don't it, because they're very much, um, like you said, for SBK and stuff like that, obviously the women are going to nuts. But the, the very specific, either when it's on singles or in, in multi man, Flamita is that guy for a lot of this audience. Um, and it's and it's fun to witness and just the match itself i mean you know one of the best matches you're gonna see on 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 the show uh hands down two of the best and you know i'll put either one of these guys up against anybody or putting them up against each other you're not gonna get me to pick that uh i'm not a winner but uh yeah again for me to strikes again man like it's i don't i don't remember too many times if any that i've seen check be the guy that taps out but he didn't have no other option here again you know for me to got that like i said that crucifix death lock and it's it's uh it's it's, it's put him in a different put him in a different gear you know I don't, I don't know too many people he won't be able to beat across this roster with that and if you get a shot at that g-rex you know uh y'all go have something to look out for but yeah you, you, you know the audience won here
0: He absolutely did. I'm just looking at Czech's win loss record. He's not on a particularly great winning streak. He's got a. He was only on a 43% win streak last year. His overall career streak is up to 56.3. Um, He's had four matches and four losses so far this year, which is intriguing to me because, <laughs> like, you know, what, 18 months ago, he was all over the place. But, yeah. Couldn't, yeah. couldn't escape him, and yeah and he was winning as a singles and a tag team wrestler. So I'm intrigued as to where they're going to go with that because, you know, like we've seen before, losing isn't everything in pro wrestling. It's a story to be told, and yeah, you know, speaking of stories to be told, and you just saying about fan interaction, my favorite, I didn't watch Collision last night, but I saw a picture of the crowd, and I saw like, my absolute favorite sign,
1: which just said, Cody, LMAO. Yeah. Man. Oh man, uh, we we got a whole new crew of stand-up comedians across social media, I guess, in person this whole Cody thing. Like I don't know, like I don't know if the store's gonna get finished, but it's funny as hell right now. <laughs> it is entertaining and comedic gold right now. Like, it's,
0: what,
1: what did you like, expect? Like I, yeah, like I saw this, this tweet where somebody, uh, I don't know if this happened AEW, what was somebody sent him a box with the star oh. dust uh, outfit in it <laughs>
2: and, and
1: a note that said, I hope it still fits. Like, yo. Like, this is, man.
0: It was someone did stills from the interviews the other night and The Rock, like, Rock pulling him into itself and, it, and uh, the caption was, it's because I did the thing with the throne, isn't it? And Rock was like, yes, it's because you did the thing with the throne. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd not hit the throne with the hammer, then this would never have happened. But it's just like, I I, I mean, I, I feel for Cody if this is what is actually happening to him I, you yeah, know, in one sense. It's insane. Yeah. But equally, it's just like, this is the most WWE thing
1: possible that could happen. <laughs> and, and one second thing, like one minute, he's, he's got maybe one of the most... Um, endearing slash um, very questionable smiles you'll ever want to see and then the next <laughs> one he's crying so it's, it's just all over the place and, and going back to what you were saying with the rock thing somebody else did a thing where it was like the picture where he pulls them in and then they got to you know coda going, so what do you want to uh, talk about and then the rock's like uh, asked him something else and Coda's like I have to finish it doesn't matter what you have to do <laughs> It's just one of those things, man. It's like an endless comedy where Like, I don't know if him actually finishing the story at this point is going to equal the entertainment value that we're getting <laughs> right now. Like, it's just... I don't know
2: if
0: Yeah, someone did I re- I can't remember who it was, but someone did a review of The Rock's career on Twitter, and they said, what did you expect? This guy literally wouldn't jump to Superman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're not, they're not wrong. They're not like... <laughs> it's like, you saw what happened with the Fast and Furious thing. Like, he, yeah. he's not somebody, you know. He's, oh, yeah,
0: but. he's he's run his ran his film career like like an old wrestler, a carny old wrestler. Wouldn't job to Superman. <laughs> Doesn't work for me, brother. I mean, yeah, it's just like, you can't argue with that kind of logic. Anywho, let us, let us, let us... Stop gut laughing for a good 30 seconds because, you know, there's been some serious stuff happening in wrestling this week. And we're not, well, not going to ignore it. We're both aware of it. But I think you need a break from it because it's awful. Absolutely horrific. And I hope the victims of the situation are having a lovely day and continue to have lovely days for many, many days to come because they don't deserve the kind of spotlight they will unfortunately be under for the next two to three years because it's going to be awful. Okay. Um, yeah, but anywho, serious moment. Well, let us go back to wrestling for now. Scholar Kant, Seema, Kazayashi, and Minoru Tanaka defeated the Sato brothers, John Sato, Reisito, the current G-Rex tag team champions, in a foreshadowing moment. With their new tag team partner, Mr. Tommy Knight of Adelaide, Australia, who, where is funny enough, a certain Hartley Jackson resides when not in Japan. Uh, this is a number of uh, another um, Adelaide resident, Mr. Bronson Reed of the WWE and Jonah of New Japan and Indie wrestling, Mighty Don't Neal fame. He's one of his students. This is Tommy Knight. Um, and, um, you know, the kind of that Mighty do Neal kind of Adelaide thing, um, he's very good as a big man. As big Mango. go, he's kind of in the right place, I think, as well. Um, and, yeah, this was a lot of fun. I like Tommy Knight a lot. Uh, but this win with Kazayashi, Minoru Tanaka, and Seema kind of sets Kolokantz up for a shot at the Sato was Now, obviously, the primaries are in Japanese, so it's kind of difficult to figure out which particular members of Council who would take on Sato Bills, but I think it would be Seema and Kazayashi. What's your thoughts on this one, Marcus, and the, the perhaps ensuing tag team matchup?
1: I'm right there with you, my friend. This was great. This might be my favorite trio in the uh, Engleet, because mm-hmm. there's... A lot of times, it's on the outside looking in. Specifically, if you're ignorant to who they are and what they've done and what they're capable of, you will just thinking, "Oh, I'm finna go in here and, and kind of, you know, me and my two other guys finna go in here and kind of house these, you know, aged, honorary old guys." And no, that's not it. You're not finna clear them out quick. You're not finna clear them out easy. Um, yeah, it's finna, it's for You, you in for a stretch. And and the craziest thing is. Sema Hayashi and Tanaka get better the longer the match goes on. It's like the, yeah. the cohesion moves, like the the combine, like they start coming up with the, these tag combinations being in these spots that just work the longer the match goes on, and it's it's this probably you know the worst thing for for some champions, uh, you know because that's that's just not you know conducive. But um, yeah, even with the Japanese uh, conversation, I could kind of, I could tell what was, you know, the, the, the guys on Glee do a great job of kind of just giving off enough energy for you to, even if you don't understand, you kind of know what's going on, and continuing to say to us, kind of just stood there and kind of just gestured, and Kaz was like, The nah, Seema, and then he came up, and then the boy Tanaka just sitting on the ropes like, I, I just need my water, I just need my water, because I'm here all week. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to this. This is another good example of of a potential challenge to to you know really push the Saito brothers to, to a real, you know, healthy back and forth instead of just a one sided thing. So, I'm very much looking forward to this because Hayashi is high Ayashi's kind of gassed up for this. So, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely, it would be kind of poetic if the older guys could take the win and, and kind of like. Move the division forward. I'm, I'm not convinced they can, but we'll have to see because it's Seema and Kazayashi, and they've done incredible things in
1: the pro wrestling industry. If, if they can't, I think we got two guys in this next uh Oh that, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, man.
0: Well, young SBK has a has a hankering for some gold somewhere else, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Black Generation International: Bell Dito and k2 Ishida. God damn, they tried their hardest. But when you've got SBT, SBK and Takuma going on four cylinders, they, they take some slowing down and they took this win out at 11 minutes and 31 seconds. Again, that poison runner SBK, it just looks like it takes somebody's head off. You know, I think I know he's perfect. I know it's like just crisp and everything, but it just looks like he's about to like collapse the guy. And it, I don't know how they do the things they do because they walk ridiculously dangerous but are clearly as safe as ours is and you know when you've got guys who are great when they do that you know um, I was watching a video earlier this year um, Vintage, Vintage ProResso is an account on Twitter you should follow because they put all sorts of old stuff not just ProResso but they put all sorts of old stuff and there was a match between Fit Finley, David Finley's dad and Mike Jones the two wrestlers the reason why I'm a lifetime wrestling fan because of those two And they were going back and forth, and everything looked perfect. And they weren't really hitting each other that hard, but they made it look like it was just perfection. And Dave Finlay's bumps for the hits that he took were just absolutely crisp, and it was just technically perfect wrestling. And I watch SBK and Takuma, and they are technically perfect. Like, everything's perfectly snob. Everything is perfectly timed. They do the things they do for a reason. They're not just doing spots. They're telling stories, they've got charisma, oh, just absolutely gorgeous wrestling. And Bendito and Ishida, obviously, are two guys who can do that too. So this was just effortless. And, but again, the, the stories SBK and Takuma, they are the ones making the scene and doing an amazing job in the process. And again, you know, we looked at Ishida a year ago, untouchable, literally at this event, untouchable, dominated all the way through the G-Rex Rumble, took the title, and you know he's on the losing end here in the semi-main event. Don't get me wrong, but it's a bit of how the mighty have fallen, isn't it?
1: Yeah, which is interesting because we felt felt like we we've seen that same story happen with Bulk uh, mm. over uh, uh, last year, and they very much rallied back, and, and you know look where they are now. They're leader, uh, or, or the you know they they on the G Rex uh, Championship right now. So you know obviously like you said. You know, losing and everything is—you know—the journey within that and how that happens, and you know, the mindset to, to getting back to you know prominence and everything about um, Black generation. It, it, like I said, the, the depth of talent that they have—they could send out any combination, you know, singles, duos, trios, what have you—and and and really, you know, stake their market just about picking picking back up that momentum but when you're running into guys like SBK and Takuma you know, which I almost felt like, you know, an anomaly, it won't be the easiest thing to do. I think the best compliment I could get this match, like, it didn't go but it went 11 minutes, 31 seconds, but if the combat made it feel like it went longer than that. Like, it was that that good, that back and forth, that heated. I mean, really, it felt like a championship match. Like, as we came, Takuma killed it, the officer pulled out the win, but Damn it! If if Bandito and, and Ishida didn't make them fight for it, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know if, if it was SBK or Takuna that took the pin, but that whichever one it was, they were absolutely exhausted. And, and <laughs> it, was, it was just that they couldn't. It's like it's like we we get Bandito down and then we can't keep you know Ishida from breaking up the pin, and if we get Bandito down, sometimes we just kick out. So it was like they they uh, they went through hell to get the win, but again. You know, it it proves that these are two hungry young lions that's that's coming for, you know what they want, uh, and this honestly could have been a They they could have swapped this out with the uh, the main for me, and it would have been fine. You know,
0: absolutely. And we should move move, move on to the main event. Bull Orchestra Hayato Tamura Sakamoto, and Ryuichi Kawakama defeat Strong Hearts Alinda and t and Takia Yamamura 15 minutes and four seconds. Again, it's the never ending story of Strong Hearts against Bork Orchestra. Different players with Yamamura coming back. But again, like we said, he doesn't look like he skipped a beat since he came back from injury. Five years is a long time, you know. It's like, I'm not being funny. We saw CM Punk come back after seven years and he was a bit rust. Well, no, he was very rusty in his first couple of matches back uh, in AEW. And, you know, Yamamura's not not Punk's age, he's a lot younger. He's 28, so he does bounce an awful lot more, but it is just like still a long time to be away that long and to be able to be this good when you come back. I'm saying he's probably had an awful lot of practice probably long before we saw him in public because, you know, when you've got a reputation like that, you definitely don't want to ruin that reputation. So this was, but this was great. And again, it's kind of like, it's always the thing, you know, a ball colour versus strong hearts, but it's not a bad thing to have in your back pocket. We need a main event. Well, let's just put these six guys in there and see what happens, because we know it's going to be great. Cause they've got, you know, so much presence, so much experience. They know how to make these kind of multi-man matches feel special, especially tomorrow at the minute, as champion who's got the hot hand. Yeah, this was great. And then we finish with a showdown. Over that G-Rex championship, which we may have our new number one contender. But in the meantime, I just talk to Marcus about his thoughts on this particular match.
1: Oh, brilliant. And this is kudos to Glee. They know, like I said, for me, they could have switched this out with the with the semi main, because just, you know, like I said, just the excitement of the match and whatnot. But the Glee's credit, they they know that this is a staple that they can always close out the shows with and and uh it never get old, you know. Like you said, Orchester versus Horse you know, uh, tell us all the time, that whole deal. Um, and they also do great with not, uh, using the same, you know, combinations. That's again, speaks to like I say, the depth of quality across the, the entire roster with these factions you got, you got so many, you know, great names in them that you could, you know, use so many different great combinations to, to create a great main event or semi main, wherever you want to place it. But, uh, and also, this is another example of, of Glee not being afraid to, you know, pull somebody in uh, or bring somebody back to, you know, highlight, which they've done a great job at, particularly with the, you know, the uh, the OGs, if you will, like some of the old guys that are still, you know, some of the best to do it, Honorary and Piss and Vinegar and all that, certainly looking at the UWF uh, picture. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, a great way to close out the show. It's consistent, they 15 minutes, 4 seconds, great stuff. Um, like I said, Linderman, and T Hawk two former champions, you know, them two alone are a problem, much less putting them together. But like you said, Kessler got the hot hand right now. And it was the more that closed it out, you know, that, that clothesline is uh, or Larry, as I should say, is, is nothing to play with right now. Um, and it's it's really cool to see. Okay, you got have got to carry that momentum as champion. You have to keep up that uh that strength going strength for strength. So yeah, and then like you said to the to the point. Classic Glee staple, you know we're gonna give you something great, and then immediately you ain't got to wonder what's next. We're gonna show you.
0: <laughs> oh yeah! So, oh. C- coming up from the tag team ranks, SBK stood up today to Tamamura and Challenge for the G-ReX Championship, so we have got that to look forward to. Which will be a study in contrast having gone from monster versus monster, tomorrow's going to have to go up against one of the most technically excellent wrestlers in the company. Um, and it's going to be something special because Styles makes fights. If Glate proves anything, you know, Tamora's old school, King's Road approach to pro wrestling. And don't forget, Tamora's only been four years in the business. We've watched half his career in Glate. He's 28 years old. And he's this good, you know. This this is this is, yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Matt. This is like a Carter kind of levels of good.
1: <laughs> it's it's weird. like you talk about the like just the generation uh, that we're living in. Like you, a lot of names we could go with that that ended up getting greater later. Um, it seems like it's, the the narrative's been flipped. Like I think of you know so many of these. You know, uh, third and fourth generation folks that you know we're witnessing in these other companies just a, just are picking it up like it's you know uh, second nature to them. It's crazy. Like I'm thinking that guys like Braun, uh, Breaker, other you know obviously that's the, the Steiner lineage and, and other names. And like you said, tomorrow four years. Like it's we're looking at a, at a different breed of freaks now. <laughs> it's it's in the best kind of way though because it, it shows the evolution of the business and how this stuff is coming along and you know um it's, it's great to witness because this is not an easy thing that you can just jump into at all you got to be built a different way have a different level of commitment and you know it, you know we talk about how great glee is and it's free but to me glee is one of the, the places much like we see uh as an american family we see guys go from these bigger uh, companies and go to New Japan to prove it. I feel like leaders is a proven ground, Almost mm. like New Japan mm. is. And it's, it's like we talk about this roster. This is, I'll put this roster up against anybody, like these are some of the best to do it. And like you said, style make fights. And you know, I know SBK, uh, you know, definitely got a dog in him, but he, you might want to. Go back and study some tape and look at what <laughs> tomorrow did to T-Hawks towards the end of that match. <laughs> <'Cause>, yeah, <laughs> do Some stick moving and, 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 and submission type stuff and uh, to, to really, you know, lock things in because, like I said, Tomorrow did not come back a second time to finally get that championship to be knocked off so early on in this thing. So very much looking forward to that. I don't know what card they're going to do it on. Uh, like, like I said at the top of the show, the lower numbers, are their bigger shows. So I would imagine they they maybe want to do it at one of those. So looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the the card for the next show, that which we're going to cover on the next on the next show, and it, it's all kind of people you would expect, and SBK and Takuma are on that show. Um... But we have got like Black Generation International versus Strong Hearts, and uh, BGI versus uh, Ishikawa and Suzuki and Tanaka. There's nothing major on that show. It's kind of a house show. We're at Shinjuku GQ face, so I'm assuming we'll be somewhere down the line for that. Which you know, because it's it's a big money, ma- it's a money match. So certainly, you know, especially with a rising star like SBK. But we'll see what happens. And that pretty much covers Glate for today. Um, my name is James Chupin. You can find me at Sheriff Lone Star on Twitter. I'll do the rest of mine afterwards, though. Marcus, where can we find you on the internet? Or indeed, the Hellscape?
1: That's the the Hellscape. Uh, you find me being on a more, certainly consistently more positive side of the IWC, certainly uh, right now. Uh, on paradox kid P A R A D O X K I D on Elon's uh, 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 plaything. So
0: yeah, yes, Elon's tax write off, as I like to call it. Um, <laughs> you can find me, like I said, at Sheriff Lone Star on Twitter. You can find the Show Troop and Show on Twitter. You can find myself on Instagram at Sheriff Star TX and the Show at Sheriff Flam- uh, Sorry, at uh, Tw- Troop and Show on Instagram, Patreon Troop and Show, Facebook Tro- the Troop and Show. I'm also mastered on Mastodon on Sheriff Lone Star. Uh, we have a Discord server. We have various other things that we kind of made a couple of years ago when we all went, ah, Twitter might die. Thankfully, it hasn't, but it's been on kind of life support ever since. <laughs> and it'd be interesting, I'd just like to point out we have spent like the last year, we kind of disappeared because of the way Twitter changed. Our engagement died off completely. And thankfully, it's come back up again this year, an awful lot. So we appreciate you listening and sticking by us and, and not losing us. You know, um, we did have a drop-in listenership, and I'm I assuming it's not to do with the quality of the show, but a lot of it was to do with engagement, because we just weren't getting the tweet numbers. You can look at our analytics and we just go, like, how come only three people downloaded the show from Kenya in in But there you go. Just the way things are. But thank you for sticking with us, especially our regular listeners. Our numbers are coming back up. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, I'd like to thank Marcus for joining me today. Take care, sir.
1: Oh man, always a pleasure. You know, Bleed is a glorious organization. I'm happy we are able to cover and get more spotlight on.
0: Absolutely. Now, next week, I understand there's that big new beginning show with the first New Japan cage match in 20 years of finishing out the show, the end of Kishichiro Okada's career in New Japan, and various other bits and pieces. So I'm assuming we'll be talking about that because that's going to be quite a big deal. In the meantime, have a lovely week, and we'll speak to you next week. Take care. Bye.